Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Game Luster podcast. This is Robert speaking. I am the news editor at Game Luster, and I'm joined here by two of our writers, Mike and Austin. Hello. Hello. So today we're just going to be talking about games we've been playing and we're just going to kind of go a little bit more in depth with them and just kind of a big discussion on playing video games because, you know, guess what? This is a gaming podcast and some of us, if not all of us, play some video games. Um, So I guess I'm going to kick things off here with Austin. What have you been playing? Yeah, so um, last podcast I've talked about Sea of Thieves and now I've finally gotten into the meat of it. I've played probably more than 10 hours at this point so i have a pretty good idea of what what's going on there and um another game that i frequently play on the fly is um fire Emblem heroes which is uh on the iphone I, I don't see much talk about it anymore but um i think that it's a game that's worth checking out yeah okay so i i do have a lot of questions about sea of thieves i mean Okay, so everything I've read of it, right, is basically it's a magical experience when you first start out. Like, it's, you know, one of those, like, holy crap, I'm a pirate, I can do what I want. And then it kind of boils down to the same fetch quests over and over again. Is that kind of... Yeah. Is that accurate? You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of get this thrill from going after treasure and getting the money so I can buy cosmetics. I'm, I'm a cosmetic freak, so I, I love that. Um, but at this point, it's getting a little repetitive. I feel like I've seen a lot of what, or it, actually probably most of what the game has to offer. Now it just comes down to who you're playing with and um, what you do with your time. I actually, I actually enjoy, um, most of all, just the way you pilot the ship uh, from the sails and and driving it and, um, you know, looking out for rocks so you don't sink, which is <laughs> constant peril for me. Um, and the dynamic that you have between your teammates. Like, um, I, I play with my brother and my dad, and um, we both have our own roles, and I think we have a lot of fun sailing more so than anything else. Um Combat, I'll admit, sucks pretty bad. And you're going to be doing a lot of that, so it does get repetitive. Um, and and it, it boils down to how much you care about looking cool. Um, there, there's a bit more progression than that. You, you have a reputation system, which it's not very fleshed out. You just do these quests for three different factions, and you get reputation. And um, I think eventually you get to take on, like, harder missions, but it's kind of a grind. And if you're not really into that, then you probably won't find it to be that appealing. Yeah, like, are there are there other progression systems besides, like, getting cool hats? Uh, <laughs> you can, you can uh, make your ship look cool, too, but okay. not really. I mean, the reputation I mentioned is kind of part of it i don't really know um what happens once you you get access to i forget what they're called but you get access to, access to like this legendary pirate thing society or whatever and uh, you get to take on harder missions and i feel like that's the end game so you're kind of working towards that too but i'm not really like i don't really care about that i don't see why uh 
taking on more of the same quests is appealing. I just, at this point, I'm just playing to have fun with my brother and my dad. Right. Um, so I feel like it's lacking in content, as a lot of people have noticed and said. Um, ultimately, it is what you make of it. So I didn't know that like there's some what secret pirate society what like the R Le Lu Le Lo or whatever I guess um that you like do missions for for the end I yeah like is that yeah. is that worth it based on what you've seen or is it kind of like same old same old by the time you get to it I haven't done much research on it but from what I understand I think it's just a way to get more money. Yeah. And the only thing that you can spend money on is cosmetics, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. I mean, I was excited for this game when I first saw it, right? Because it, for one, like, actually seeing it in action looks neat. Like, the water looks super cool. I'm sure you can, like, attest to that. Like that. Oh, yeah, the water is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot of this game called Guns of Icarus. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, I've heard that, yeah, a while back. Yeah. Yeah, like, it reminds me a lot of that, because I don't know if you guys played that, but I played a few games of it, and it's super fun. It's It's that same idea of... You know, you and a group of friends pilot a ship, except for instead of a boat ship, it's like steampunk air, like it's boats being lifted in the air by hot air balloons and stuff like that. And you just fight other people in the sky, like on their boats, which was super cool. And I feel like Sea of Thieves, from what I'm seeing, is just a lesser form of that in a way, but also with quests. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, the combat, I can't, I can't say what it's like in Guns of Icarus, but in Sea of Thieves, it's just on ship you have cannons and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So um, that can be a little repetitive. And then um, I've been playing on the PC, so I can't say how the Xbox One is, but using the sword is really, really clunky. Um, and most people just end up like if you're finding another player, most people end up using a blunderbuss for PvP, which it's basically a one-hit kill if you get it right, so you just... I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth to it. Huh. That's kind of a shame. So I guess it kind of differs a little bit from Fire Emblem Heroes then, which kind of has a lot of depth, especially more so since launch from what I've gathered. Oh my god, there's there's so much. I. <laughs> it's hard to just like talk about everything that they've added. If you played it from the start and... Uh, look at it today then it feels like a completely different game yeah because i know they've they've added ways you can like inherit skills they've added like a, the tempest trials they've added i mean they're continuously adding heroes with new skills and all that and i i played that game on launch i stopped maybe like two or three months in because i was just kind of sick of the grind and like i didn't have enough dedication to a phone game to do that yeah, you know, it's actually not as grindy anymore. They're really, really generous about... Um, because a, a lot of mobile games have this um, energy bar or something, so you can only play so much. Um, you can refill them with stamina potions, and I have so many that I can play continuously. Um, so that's never a problem. And they seem to be releasing a lot more content all the time. As you said, the Tempest Trials, um, new banners where you can gamble your savings away <laughs> nice um but but they're also really generous with the uh, um premium currency i 
I haven't paid it uh, in a while. I admit I, I'm not free to play anymore, but um, I have like 100 some orbs and I think, I think that's, that's at least over $50 worth of free stuff right there. Yeah. Um, so there's always a steady stream of those orbs so that you can continue to play. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember that, like, I played it a lot with my friends back in the day because, you know, we were all, like, like we're all kind of big Fire Emblem fans. And I just got so sick of the Gachapon system where, you know, oh, I got, I finally got Krom, but he's, like, a three-star, so fuck him. <laughs> like, he's not yeah, good. And, and that's another problem with it. You have to be really lucky. And if you're an IV freak like me, like in Pokemon, when you breed, you know, you want to have the perfect IVs yep. for a, a Pokemon. Well, right, right. the same is true in this game. Um, so even though you might get the person that you want, it might be shit. So it's like, well, gotta pay more to get what you want. Yeah. For me, after a while, it was just like, I'm done. I'm the, <laughs> it's not great. And I even like reinstalled it recently. I couldn't tell you why. And I occasionally like log in just to get the bonuses. <laughs> and I, like I just close it and I'm like, why do I even do this? Like, I'm not even actually playing it anymore. You know, um, it seems weird to say this about a mobile game, but they've actually kind of got a better story going on. The first part of it, I think it's, I don't know, first part of it, um, it was just like, hey, let's go into these different Fire Emblem worlds and kill them all or whatever. Um, they actually have a pretty good storyline going now uh, for part two or season two. Um you know, they added in more original characters to the game instead of just characters from the um, previous entries. Uh, so, you know, if you're a Fire Emblem fan, like you said, then you might find something cool there. Um, and, of course, they're they're releasing more parts of the story every so often, like every month or so. Um, and then, of course, there's always uh, more banners going on. I don't know. Do you have a favorite Fire Emblem game? Um, it's probably Awakening, which I know is basic, and like that's the one that all the newbies jumped onto. But that's where I'm at. Well, uh, they're always releasing like Awakening characters, so you know, if you want to gamble away, then there's always that. <laughs> but I can understand why you wouldn't want to. Yeah, I think I'm at this point where if I play a new Fire Emblem game it's either going to be that new fire emblem game. That's eventually going to come to the switch. That That's like a actual, you know, tactics grid game or maybe like fire emblem warriors. But I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about that one too. I don't think I'm going to pick up heroes again anytime soon though. Yeah. I, I could tell you about fire emblem warriors sometime. It's, it's uh not too bad actually. Yeah. I, I've heard. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I thought about picking it up, but, um, I don't know. It's just I kind of thought it would be kind of, you know, it's a, I was like, what was in my mind was, oh, it's a mobile game. So I kind of didn't want to pick it up because of that. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a Muso on the Switch, which I mean, you know, you kind of have to have your own prejudices about whether you like Dynasty Warrior style games, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But I've heard that the Fire Emblem one does add enough RPG elements to kind of make it stand out even the tiniest bit. Yeah, you know, they add a lot of elements from fire emblem obviously you can control different units so you're not just restricted to one guy um you have a map where you can direct all your units to go to different parts of it 
And um, overall, I mean, it's it's really smooth gameplay. I found it pretty fun, even though I'm not really a fan of those types of games. Um, and there's a pretty surprising amount of content for those who are looking for it. And um, Season Pass is a pretty good value for what you have, although one thing about it, um, I think, yeah, there's three three different packs. Two of the characters in each pack out of three are clones, so that kind of sucks. Eh. And then you have only, like, one original. Uh, but overall, you know, if you're even a little bit interested in it, it might be worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of Fire Emblem. Yeah, I think the thing that's keeping me from, like, plunging in is that it's a freaking Nintendo game, and it's never going to go on sale because it's a Nintendo game, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, $60 for me. Yeah, you might have to check, like, third-party uh, retailers for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike, what have you been playing? Right now, uh, I'm doing kind of a mixture. I'm doing a new game plus of Persona 5 right now. Mm, I love that game and- so much. Yeah, and I've been, you know, touching on and off on uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Okay, nice. I, I love both of those games a lot. Um, for me, yeah. Persona 5 is like my favorite game of last year, probably. Yeah, that's. it was also my top game of, you know, 2017. Was, yeah. yeah. It just really impressed me. Yeah, Austin, did you play Persona 5 at all? No, um, I just have an Xbox One, so uh, I can't, yeah. I kind of regret it, but what can you do? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just saying. Like for me, when uh, when it was like PS4 and Xbox One, they were coming out. Um, the thing that sold me on like I need to buy a PS4 is the fact that Persona Five was eventually going to come out, and it's not coming out on Xbox. And I knew that, so I was like, I have to get the PS4. Like I couldn't live with myself if I, you know, didn't play that game when it comes out. Yeah, see, I'm a huge JRPG fan, so when I had to choose between the Xbox or the PlayStation, Xbox doesn't get very many JRPGs, so I was like, well, I guess I gotta get the PlayStation. Yeah. And, man, I, I love the story of Persona 5, though. I mean, obviously no spoilers, but it starts out as, like, kind of your typical kooky Persona stuff, and then it just blossoms yeah. into a fucking crazy wild ride. <laughs> yeah, when I played it the first time, I was doing, like, you know six seven hour runs on that game just because i couldn't put it down yeah man that that game is a magnificent thing and i i mean i know there are people who think that the characters for five aren't as interesting as four and like i kind of see where they're coming from but also i feel like the way you can interact with them in five is like very fleshed out yeah um i think they're not as interesting as persona force characters but like you said they are a little more fleshed out in, in five yeah, because I, I mean, you don't have someone as interesting as like Kanji who, you know, get bent like he's fucking great. He's so good. Um, yeah, <laughs> man. The, like, have you played any Persona game before Austin or no? No, I played Shin Megami Tensei, but I've mm-hmm. never actually played a Persona game before. OK, so Persona games are probably going to be a little easier than Shin Megami Tensei. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah. So I guess in terms of like gameplay, you're not going to have as hard a time getting through it. Um, I kind yeah, of that's good because I was not good at Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> yeah, it, Persona will definitely be an easier ride for you then. Um, I personally like the story more of per- the Persona series just because I I like that idea of you know like high schoolers by day and then 
weird crime detectives in an alternate universe by night kind of thing. Yeah, that's um, that's something I like about it too. You know, it's they're kind of high schoolers, so they have their high school problems, but at the same time, you know, the world's ending and they have to deal with it. Yeah, and they're the only ones who can too, right? So it's yeah, it's all yeah. up to you. So. I don't know. I I would. I mean, I don't know if you plan on getting a PlayStation Four anytime soon, but Persona Five I think is definitely one of the must plays if you're into JRPGs. Or even yeah. those who have a PS3. I know it released for the PS3 as well. That's true. I forgot about That's that. It's crazy that they're still releasing stuff for it. You know, I, I kind of hope, and I doubt that this will happen, but I hope that they might port it to the Switch. Um, I mean, it's not totally out there, right? Well, yeah. Well, I know the new Shimigami Tensei is coming to the Switch, so I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we got some form of Persona on the Switch. Yeah. Like as much as I'd bust the nut over being able to play Persona Five on the go, I, I know you can kind of do that with the Vita, but like, who owns a Vita? Am I right? Um, and I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> one of twelve people. Yeah, and like here, I have only ton- one on staff. <laughs> like I have a ton of friends who own a Vita, so I always just like Vita. Who, who needs that? Am I right? I've never <laughs> met anybody that has a Vita. Yeah. Um. So as much as I'd love to play Persona on the go on my Switch, because the Switch is like by far my favorite console I've ever played, probably. Uh, just in terms of like a console itself um i think with what nintendo's been doing or not what nintendo what like the people behind persona and shin megami tensei atlas they always put the smt games on nintendo systems like um you know uh smt three and four and all their spinoffs were all on the 3ds whereas persona was all on the playstation all on sony so i think as much as the switch is kind of you know making you question like nintendo's new role in the console market i think it's gonna be a like i think it's hard to say for sure whether persona will ever actually be ported to the switch just because it's a nintendo system if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely yeah um but you've also been playing fighters right dragon ball fighters yes i have yeah okay so question fighter z or fighters, I've been calling it Fighter Z, just okay. because it's Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah, but there's no space between the R and the Z. I don't know. Yeah, that like, kind of confused me as well when I first when they first like announced it and I saw it. I was like, is it Fighters or Fighter Z? Because the Z is capitalized. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've heard a lot of official people, like you know, people from Funimation and stuff, call it Fighters. Which is why I've been sticking with that, and it's also just easier to say. Yeah. But okay, so tell me your experience with that game. How how do you like it? Oh, I love it. I think it's a really well done fighter. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I mean, probably true considering it's like the most. It looks like the biggest game that's going to be at Evil this year. Yeah, uh-huh. lots of people are signing up to play it, which makes total yeah. sense. And I. It's, oh, go ahead. It's really nice. Um, it's got. I think it's got a good variety of characters to, to it. Um, you know, a lot of fighting games these days have like a lot of clone characters. Uh, but, I think it depends on what fighting game you look at. But yeah, yeah. Like you know, Street Fighter, you got Dan, who's you know the clone character of Ryu and Ken. Um, Smash Brothers usually has a clone character. Yeah, like there, like there's Mario and Doctor Mario, right? 
Yeah, Marth and Lucina. Even though they do play a little bit different, they're, you know, they're Pretty, clones. Right. I think the only clones I can think of in Fighters are, like, Goku and Goku Blue, and then Vegeta and Vegeta Blue. Like, they're kind of similar. But even then, they play slightly differently from each other. Yeah, I, I think, though, they do play it differently enough for there to be good enough difference. But like, like you said, they do have a really similar fighting style. Yeah. So when when I found out that Fighters was going to be a thing, I got super like excited because I love Dragon Ball and and you know I'm not gonna sit there and defend the show like it's it's not a masterpiece in terms of like it's not gonna redefine jo- the genre of shonen anymore as an anime. Yeah. I I know I'm just nostalgic because I watched it as a kid and I totally like admit that, but also. Goku will beat Superman any day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when I found out that game was going to be a thing, I was like, well, now I need to start playing way more fighting games. So when I pick this game up, it's like I can be at least somewhat good at it. And so, you know, I I, like for the past year, I've been playing a lot of Tekken 7, played a lot of Guilty Gear, especially Guilty Gear, because, you know, it's the same developer, right? Arc System. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that really helped me a lot with picking up Dragon Ball Fighters. Like it's a like it's super easy. And. I, I've been telling a lot of people, especially those of my friends who I know aren't into Dragon Ball, but are into fighting games, like, just strip away the Dragon Ball part of it. It's still an amazing game. You know, like, if you replaced all those characters with, like, other, like, anime char- like, generic anime characters, it'd still be one of the best fighting games I've ever played. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, shit, this is gonna be a game I have to get. Like, it just... Just from the beginning, it impressed me. Yeah, and I don't. I I've played maybe about like sixteen to twenty hours of it. I, I haven't like been dedicating as much time as I'd want to to fighters, unfortunately. But every time I play it, it's it's like I'm still learning new things with how to do it, and I'm trying to like you know practice combos so I know when to whip them out and all that. Yeah. Um, and I've been like experimenting with characters to find my best roster. I think I'm definitely digging Vegeta Blue. Vegeta Blue is probably one of my faves to play and gohan adult so good i love him i gotta go android 18 she's probably my main right there really i i can't wrap my head around her i can't wrap my head around the like android 17 like call in and all that yeah yeah okay so i have a question for you guys yeah i i haven't played it but i'm interested and uh so my question is what do you think of Broly and Bardock and do you, who do you hope to see in the future as DLC characters? Okay. Um, they just released a new trailer for Broly and Bardock and they both do look really interesting. Yeah. Especially Broly. Cause he takes up literally half the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like he's huge. I mean, he should be, but it's like, damn. Yeah. It's like, I thought like Cell or Napa were big, you know? Yeah. And Broly's just massive. Yeah, I I think okay. So with Broly and Bardock, I haven't bought into the season pass yet because I'm waiting to see like who all the characters are gonna be. Um, these, yeah, these first two are definitely Same a here. good like they're a good start. I think I'd probably play Bardock more than I would Broly because I like faster characters more. Broly seems like a very heavy brawler, which kind of isn't my style with these games. Um, yeah, from the trailers, it looked like he's gonna be more of the you know uh, a grappler, you know, kind of somebody that goes in there and takes care of business close quarters basically zangief 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he's also going to emulate a little bit of Android sixteen ish in the way he plays? Um, yeah. I I will say I'm a fan of the fact that these DLC characters are also coming with um like their own dramatic finishes. Yeah. You know, like if you beat Broly with Gohan, you know, like the whole family comes in to beat Broly, or like when Bardock and Frieza fight, they you know kind of they do that whole scene that everyone's Does seen. Bardock of- get vaporized well so have you have you ever seen that really weird um cash grab of a special where <laughs> where they like f- they follow broly and and it's like or not broly bardock and it's not that he died but it's that he went back in time to the origins of like the saiyan race <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so my only knowledge of dragon ball z comes from the abridged but okay. I like it enough that okay, that yeah. you know I I know who the characters are at least and kind of want to see the actual anime. Yeah, they they did an abridged version of this movie that I'm talking about. Then it, it's like uh, I forget what they called it. Is it like Bro- yeah, like yeah. Bardock? I actually saw it. Yeah, Bardock Legendary Super Saiyan or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah the abri- like that. Yeah, the abridged series that abridged the way they do that is it it's pretty much the story. It's it's like so dumb that it's hard to like abridge it just because it's it's already really dumb. <laughs> um. So what they do is instead of like Bardock dying, he turns Super Saiyan at that moment and then kills Frieza, which okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's like that's cool, but I'm also like, ah man, that's technically not canon, but I'll I'll take it, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm glad to see that these um these these new characters are getting dramatic finishers. Uh, I think that's really nice to see, and I love I love seeing them, and you know, more of them would be great, and. With that in mind, I I mean, for the next six characters, because there's going to be six more, right, for this season uh, pass. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they're doing eight total. I I don't know if I want more super, like Dragon Ball Super characters, or if I want more Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Um, well, the two characters I want to see from Super are Kefla and um, Jiren. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be wild. <laughs> that'd be so <laughs> wild. <laughs> Um. Okay, so Austin, you haven't you haven't been watching Dragon Ball Super, right? So you, these characters are kind of like whoosh, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know what what it is. Yeah. Um. They, like I guess without going too much into spoilers, there are twelve universes, and Goku was like, "Let's all fight each other to see which universe is the strongest." So you're seeing all these characters from like other universes stand up and be super strong. Um. And Jiren's been basically kind of like the the final big bad, like they they just beat him in the last episode of super is yeah, the finale yeah goku's like the one of the antagonists in that isn't he uh, they kind of were black oh goku black yeah it, it wasn't like goku black is basically an evil god took over goku's body and because goku's body is super super strong he just kind of destroys everything with goku's body yeah yeah okay by the way I, I just have to point this out because we just talked about goku black the the english dub just caught up to the episode where like they introduce goku black and all that and when goku normal goku goes to that place to like look for goku black and fight him all the other people are about to shoot goku because you know they look pretty much the same and trunks just says off screen don't shoot him he's not black <laughs> i'm like oh, dude God. come on <laughs> It's like you you could have just added the word Goku in there. Like, come on. <laughs> but 
let me think. So I, in terms of future characters, I think seeing Kefla and Jiren would be cool. I'm just worried, like, how many special moves are they going to have? More so, I guess, with yeah. Kefla than Jiren, because Jiren's got a few things. Mm. Oh, I'd love to see a Ultra Instinct Goku. So, like, that's just the fourth Goku in the game. Fifth Goku. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to do Jiren, they probably do have to do some kind of Ultra Instinct Goku. Oh, yeah. Were you saying something, Austin? Yeah, yeah. Who's that um, short samurai guy? I think he's pretty cool. Yajirobe? I don't know how important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they should add him. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see him, but he would almost definitely be a gag character. And while we're talking about that, Mr. Satan, he has to be in this. I'd love to <laughs> see like, Mr. Satan. I'm surprised he wasn't put in there as a gag character. Yeah. Like, after they put Yamcha, I was like, okay, we're going to see maybe Mr. Satan, Yajirobe, you know, something like that. Yeah. I, and I mean, I like, to be fair... I know Yamcha's the, the you know punching bag, but like he's at least stronger than Mr. Satan, technically. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like But it, what's what's funny is he's actually one he I don't know if he still is, but he was one of the strongest characters in the game, which made me laugh, you know. Yeah, I, I love the way he plays. His like super fast rushdown and mix up style, I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Um But yeah, I I guess I, I'm really kind of at a loss for like I can't predict who the next six characters are going to be in the DLC only because I wouldn't have guessed that they were going to put in Broly or Bardock yeah. more, more so Broly because they, they were going with Canon characters and Broly's technically not Canon. So that was kind of out of left field for me. Yeah. Cause all the movies are not Canon. So yeah. But then at the same time, like, I don't know why people have such a fucking hard on for Broly. I don't get it. That's what I was about to say. I think they put Broly just because he's so popular. Yeah, which I hate. What, what are they saying in their bridge? He's so fucking cool. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in the abridge they kept the line, my power is maximum, because that was a legitimate line in the real movie, and I'm just like, God, he's so dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mike, do you have anyone that you're looking forward to, maybe, besides Keflin Jiren? Keflin Jiren? Uh, maybe, like, Master Roshi? Have Ooh. more of him be like more of a technical kind of character. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, kind of, kind of like yeah. with the path they're taking Piccolo down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, I don't like the thing is, Dragon Ball does have a huge roster. Like that, that franchise is the same one that, like, you know, there are old fighting games like Tenkai Budokai Tenkaichi that have like rosters of 150 characters. Yeah, but most of them are like clones of each other. But you know, it's like. The roster is huge. You know, they could pull off anything, pretty much. Well, I remember before it came out, there was even a rumor Bulma was a playable, going to be a playable character. What? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. wonder what she would do. Yeah, just... that's what I, I didn't understand how she would be a playable character. So I was she... like, I, I don't know if I should believe this or not. She just throws a bunch of capsules at you, <laughs> and the capsules all do different things. That's like all I can think of. Yeah, kind of, or kinda, maybe like a Lex Luthor kind of suit. Yeah, I mean, because what I really like about fighters is just that it—you have all these different characters, and like Dragon Ball has always been a show about like, but I have the higher power level. No, I have the higher power level. But here, it's like each character plays so differently that it doesn't matter if you have Yamcha versus Beerus or something, right? Like. Yeah, Yamcha could still win because you know the way he plays is so different from the way Beerus does. Yeah, 
that's funny that they're all so different because I feel like half the roster looks pretty similar to each other. Yeah. Which isn't to say it's a bad roster, but, you know. Yeah. I, somebody who isn't familiar with Dragon Ball Z, they're going to be like, why does everybody look the same? Yeah, that's kind of Dragon Ball in a nutshell for people who don't who haven't been following it for a long time because, you know, everyone's got spiky hair that turns yellow, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, like half the roster goes Super Saiyan. Right. It's like a, it's a Super Saiyan bargain bin sale. Um, so let me think. I've been playing quite a few games. Um, so uh, I've been playing a bit of Nino Kuni 2 because oh. I've been feeling like scratching that JRPG itch. And Nino Kuni was coming out at the right time. So I figured, hey, why not? Why not pick that up and see what it's like? Um, either of you play those games, like Nino Kuni One? Uh, no. I played the first one, and I am thinking about picking up the second one. So when I played the first one, I played maybe like ten hours, and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm done. Like this isn't this is kind of okay at best <laughs> to me." Um, and I I picked up the second one kind of on a blind, like you know, if I don't like it within two hours, I can refund it via Steam, yeah. and very pleasantly surprised personally it's it's super good like the combat is way better than the first one like how that first one did it it's it's very like action oriented you know like press square to do light attacks triangle to do heavy attacks kind of a thing you know it's not turn based it's not like stamina based it's just do it kind of like bayonetta almost but a little less um combo intensive Okay, so it's quite different from the first one then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, instead of, you know, okay. instead of it being basically Pokemon where you collect a bunch of monsters and have them fight each other, um, it's more like you play as ca- these characters, like you have, you have a party, and you can switch between them freely. It feels a lot like a Tales of game, if you've played those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I've played a few of those. Yeah, so it feels a lot more like that if you're looking into JRPGs, and... Um, you know, you can you can pull off these skills by like holding down a trigger and pressing one of the face buttons. Um, and if you charge up whatever weapon you're using, it does a stronger version of that skill. And you have three weapons that you can cycle between at any time. So it's it's the idea of like you're trying to juggle, you know, which one of my weapons is at like a hundred percent. So I know like if I need to pull off a extra powerful you know skill, I can just switch to that real quick kind of a thing you know it's just like managing that on the fly as you're fighting a bunch of people okay yeah um animation is really good you know it's, it's very studio ghibli as it should be um mm-hmm. and the music is fantastic because it's also got the composer you know that does all the studio ghibli music joe Hisaishi. so man that it, it's just such a treat i don't know if you guys watch any ghibli movies but it feels like playing one which is really yeah the game cool. looks really really good yeah like, graphically yeah. yeah i love those movies so that the, the art style for neo kunai um, looks pretty good to me yeah and i like i'm waiting for like a cat bus to show up or something i mean i know it's probably not gonna happen um but it's it's weird and nice and cool and it's just a nice down-to-earth jrpg like it doesn't do anything to stir the pot really like if you played a jrpg you've kind of played this game in a sense but i don't like that's not what jrpgs are about right because a lot of them like play similarly they're either turn-based or they've got some kind of system and a lot of them are similar to each other um you're playing it more for the story the, the experience of it and so far nino kuni's definitely on the right track like i definitely want to go back to it 
I don't want to drop it yet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, are either of you guys thinking about picking up that game or not really? Yeah, uh, it's. I kind of want to finish Persona before I pick anything up, but that's probably one of the main games I do want to pick up. I, I like JRPGs, but I don't play that many of them, so um, it's not on my list right now. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, JRPGs aren't for everyone, right? Because you hear, yeah. you know, oh, it takes like maybe 40 hours to maybe beat the game, and that's like on the short end. So Yeah. I mean, like, I fucking remember Final Fantasy 13, you know, the, the most beloved of all the Final Fantasies. It takes you, like, 50 hours to get to a place that's kind of open-worldy. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, one and even thing. then, it's really, you know, not that open-world. Yeah. That's one thing about JRPGs for me. I just, sometimes I don't have the time to play them. Or if I do play them, then I just kind of end up stopping because it's taking a long time. I just lose interest. Yeah. Honestly, that's why I love JRPGs, just because it takes me so long to beat them. I I do like that JRPGs are long, but one thing I've always found tough with them is like if you if you'd stop playing it for a little bit, like a week or two or a month, and then you try to jump back in, it's kind of like okay, hold on, who are these people? What was I doing with my characters? Was this guy my tank? Was that person my tank? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> you know, it takes like an hour for you to grease the wheels and get back into it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the one thing I think is like a downfall to JRPGs is that one they're long and then two you kind of need to stay in it for like to the end to kind of stay on that optimal path. Like I remember when I played Final Fantasy 15, I didn't play anything else for like 2 weeks straight. <laughs> like I only played Final Fantasy. Yeah, when I got Persona 5 the first time, that was like the only game I played for like a month. Yeah, same here. Because that's how long... Like, it took me, like, 96 hours to get to the end of yeah, yeah. P5, which is insane. But I'd do it again, maybe. <laughs> um, and something else I've been playing. I just kind of wrapped up a short play session earlier today. Uh, I picked up Far Cry 5 because um, I felt like, you know, they're, they're trying with this one, it seems like. And it it's different enough from the previous ones in terms of just like setting where I'm kind of like, I, I I'm kind of interested. Um, I've read some reviews where it's like, it's definitely not as different as I was hoping, but so far I'm still enjoying myself a bit. And I, have you guys played far cry games before? Do you know what they are? Uh, Yes, I have. I have four. Okay. So for me, my favorite far cry game is blood dragon because it's so stupid. Like, you know, you could, you could do anything. Your character's name was Rex something, you know, and like he had a robot arm and all that. It was wacky. And like with Far Cry 5, I was, I was seeing a little bit more of the wackiness than you usually do, which kind of got me interested because, you know, like the, the mainline Far Cry games are super serious, right? Like, do you know the definition of insanity? Like there's no real room for jokes there. It's kind of just straight up, you know, I'm going to tie your feet to cinder blocks and throw you in the ocean. Good luck. Yeah. Um, with this game, with five, like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of seriousness going on, right? With, yeah, religious cults taking over a county in Montana and they're kind of all insane and, and you're the only one who can stop them and 
and people are in need but then also there's just you know you like you can recruit a bear as a companion like just a full-on bear named cheeseburger <laughs> you just send him into mall camps or whatever it's kind of great um you know i i saw a video on it last night i think it was like the first 11 minutes and it looked pretty dark to me and do you kind of get that vibe at the same time like the story of it yeah i guess i guess the story more than anything yeah like the tone it's it's definitely got that feeling of like everyone's out to get you because everyone in this town has been brainwashed and the few people who haven't been are in desperate need of help because they're about to be killed by everyone else who's been brainwashed right it's um it definitely cements this idea of survival and dread in you and that if your character dies like that's it like these cultists win and they take over this county for sure and then who knows what else they're gonna do So it's definitely got a dark vibe to it, but at the same time, you can, you know, just do wacky things like do stunts on a bike, you know, and like go off cliffs and stuff. And it's like an actual mission to do that. And like, you're trying to beat evil Knievel scores or something like that. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Is there like a lot of open world content to it then? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's fishing, which I haven't gotten to yet. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's still got that classic Far Cry, you know, like tons of outposts, tons of, you know, like collectibles kind of stuff. They did get rid of towers, though, which I'm a fan of because tow- like the last game I climbed towers in was uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And they only got away with it because they were giant fucking robot dinosaurs, which I'm like, OK, fine. <laughs> um, and like they give you a tutorial level in uh, the beginning of Far Cry 5, which is just a small island in the middle of the like the huge open world map and then when you complete that island you can choose to go like north southwest or southeast to like tackle whichever boss you want to like they don't put you on a path which is kind of nice you know you get to choose from then on um but at the end of the tutorial island mission the guy who's running you through things is like okay so one last thing i'm gonna need you to climb this radio tower so you can activate like my communication thingy so i can like talk to you all across the area and then as you're climbing it, he's like, now I know what you're thinking. No, don't worry. I'm not going to make you climb towers all over this place. <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's like they know. <laughs> so I saw a video before release. Um, I think it was by PC Gamer. And they talked about how there was just so much going on all the time. So I'm not sure how much you've played it, but have you had a lot of just crazy stuff happening all the time and does that kind of desensitize you to it uh so far i still feel overwhelmed by it not desensitized but yes there's always something going on like uh when i finished the tutorial mission i was like okay cool i guess i'll go to this area and start liberating it because it seems like it's the place where they recommend you go but you don't have to because before that i spent an hour going to like the hard area and kept getting my ass handed to me so I was like, fine, I'll do the easy stuff first. Uh, and then just on the way there, I was on an ATV and I turned on auto drive and I was like, kick back, relax. The, the, the bike will drive itself. I'll get there in like a minute. It'll be cool. On the way there, I had to fight off at least three different cars chasing me. And I drove through two different camps where like it alerted everyone and they started getting in trucks to chase me. I had to throw so many cock- Molotov cocktails. I, I used all of my pistol ammo. You know, it's like 
yeah, shit's always happening in this game. It's never a kickback, relaxed kind of moment. Seems pretty cool. I mean, I really enjoyed everything in Far Cry 3. And, um, you know, it, there was always something crazy going on, like a cassowary running around killing pirates and <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Um, I guess the concern in that PC Gamer video was that by the end of it, you're just going to see what it has. Like, you've seen everything that has to offer. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad to hear that you're liking it so far. Yeah, I my favorite mechanic so far is, you know, like in the older games, you could throw rocks, right? You know, like to alert people or like try to distract them or whatever. Um, they They give you a dedicated rock button on PC. So I pretty much just am always throwing rocks, like no matter what. Um, and when you're driving, they change it to cans for whatever reason. So in my head canon, my character is just like so sick of this shit that whenever she's driving, she's just kicking back beers and just throwing it angrily at people as she drives by them. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I'm, I'm, that is helping me like get more into this fantasy of like, yep, going to kill a bunch of radical r- religious Americans right now. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've been playing that I can kind of speak to right now. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to add kind of toward the end here? Nothing I can think of. No, not really. All right, cool. Um, so I think that wraps us up then for this kind of, it's a shorter episode, I think of our game luster podcast, but it, I feel like it was full of a lot of great moments. Yeah. Um, definitely. So as we're signing off here, do you e- do either of you have any closing words of wisdom or any social media plugs you'd like to shout out? Yeah, so if you're interested in Sea of Thieves, what you can do is download the Xbox Game Pass. There's a 14-day free trial. If you're on the fence, then you should just give it a go because it's free. Uh, one thing you have to do is cancel it so that it doesn't charge you after those 14 days. But um, it's definitely a good way to see what the game has to offer. Very nice. Mike? Yeah, play Persona. (laughs) He's not wrong. Play Persona. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. And I also do another podcast called Tiny Disc Podcast, if you want to check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, Other than that, I've got nothing else for you guys today. So... Hey, all of you listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Austin and Mike, for being here today. And this is Robert signing off for the Game Luster Podcast. See you all next time. <laughs>